Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Epiphany Lutheran Church of Mount Vernon, Virginia. We're a congregation of the Metro DC Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And you can find out more about us on our website at epiphanylutheran.org. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. And so the Jewish leaders gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What the Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. I looked, said John the Revelator, and I saw standing before the throne of God and the Lamb a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, robed and with palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. In his vision, John the Revelator sees the throne of God and the Lamb in heaven. And before the throne there's a great multitude that cannot be counted, coming from every nation, all tribes, all peoples, all languages. John says, that's what I saw heaven is like. A countless multitude from every nation, all tribes, all peoples, all languages, coming together to praise God. When you hear this vision, this promise of where the universe is headed, this glimpse into the good future that God has in store for all of creation. How do you react to it? How does it sit with you to hear what John the Revelator at least believes is in the process of coming to pass when you hear this word of a great multitude from every nation and race and language and people coming to praise God? What does it make you think of? Personally, I have two different reactions. And which one I have first depends on what kind of day I'm having. One of the reactions that I have to this promise is relief. Because if all tribes and all peoples and all languages are welcome in the kingdom, that means my people are going to be there, my tribe, 
the people who speak my language, the people that I understand and who understand me. We're going to be there. And that means that I don't have to become somebody else. I don't have to join another tribe or learn somebody else's language or follow somebody else's customs or become somebody other than who I am in order to belong before the throne of God. And if you've ever felt like you don't belong, this is good news for you. If you've ever felt that people like me aren't welcome among God's people, John's vision says, don't worry. People like you are going to be there. Your tribe, your people, the people who speak your language, are fully part of God's vision for resurrection and life. So you can be confident that your whole self, your identity, your way of seeing the world, the people you feel at home with, you are welcome, you are included, you are part of God's redeemed humanity exactly as you are. Maybe you've never worried about this, but I have. And I know a lot of people do. A lot of us have been taught that parts of us are unacceptable, that we need to hide them or move beyond them in order to be accepted. We come from the wrong background. We come from the wrong family, or the families that we have or that we want are somehow wrong. When we say how we perceive the world, how we see things, what our experiences have led us to believe, people look at us like we're speaking a foreign language. So we learn to police our expressions and our opinions in order to fit in and be respectable. It happens all the time. It happens in society. It happens in our workplaces, in our schools. It especially happens a lot in the church. Even today, when I meet church people that I don't know, I find myself instinctively being reticent, holding back. Because I don't know how much of my story is going to be accepted. How much of my beliefs are going to be welcome here? How much of me really belongs here? I try to get the lay of the land to see how much risk there is before I actually try to be myself because my default assumption, for better or for worse, is people like me probably aren't welcome here. I see that when people visit a new congregation. They will often, not always, but often have the same hesitancy, a little wariness. Because they're afraid, and sometimes for good reason, that they might not be as welcome as, they, as the people they actually are. The good news of the book of Revelation is that no matter who you are, no matter what your tribe or language, no matter what experiences have shaped you, no matter what in the Christian tradition appeals to you or puts you off, no matter how you identify or who you love, you are welcome at the throne of God and your people are going to be there. And here at Epiphany, we try as best as we know how to reflect that welcome in our community as well. But there are days when, even as a pastor, I need to be reassured of that promise. I need to hear the good news that me and my tribe belong here. But on other days, there's another aspect of this passage that I need to hear even more. Because if all tribes and nations and languages will be present at the throne of God and the Lamb, 
Not only will my tribe and people be, be represented there, but so will everybody else's, including the people who feel very alien to me, the people I just don't understand, even if they're speaking English. Their background, their life experiences are so different from mine, we just talk past one another. They are just as much part of the countless throng before the throne as me and my people are. We are different, we speak different languages, and yet we're both just as welcome, just as included. I don't have to learn their ways or speak their language or forget my experience or abandon my perspective, but they also don't have to learn my ways or speak my language, or forget their experiences, or abandon their perspectives to be included either. So the thing that I do need to do to be feel at home in the presence of God is not to stop being myself, but to learn to, to live together with others, to stand with them before the throne of God, each one of us praising God in our own language, in our own way, and yet doing so with one voice. And that is not easy to do. Take something as simple as Mother's Day. It's really complicated when you stop and think about all the different ways that different people experience something like Mother's Day. For some families, it's a day of joy and celebration. For families being together, showing mom how much she's loved and cared for. And then there are other families where mother and child have been separated by death or by distance. For them, it can be a very difficult day when the pain of absence is felt especially powerful. For people who would like to be mothers but for some reason can't, this can be a day of grief. For people whose families have been broken in some way or who have had difficult experiences in family along the way, Mother's Day can be a time of very conflicting emotions. And as a pastor, I always find a day like Mother's Day actually to be somewhat complicated because I recognize that in our congregation and in every congregation I've ever been part of, there are people in all of those groups. Some of us are in more than one. And I can hope that those who are happy on Mother's Day have a happy and joy-filled celebration today, while at the same time acknowledging and giving space for those who have different feelings. And I hope that for people for whom today is difficult, for one reason or another, they aren't pushed into themselves by the celebration that's going on around them, but that their feelings and experiences are honored and respected that they can appreciate the joy that others feel today, rejoice with them without denying the emotions that this day brings them. It's not easy to bridge the gap between people of different experiences to, as the scriptures say, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Even on something as relatively simple as Mother's Day. Many of the other ways that people are divided in our society and world today are far more complicated, and far more conflicted. But I believe 
This is what it means to be a redeemed people. That there's room for everyone. No matter what tribe or people or language they come from. Whether we can understand their perspectives or not. There are so many different things in the scriptures today that I think speak to this. In the interest of time, I just want to mention one. It was brought home to me this week in a reflection by the theologian Chris Green, who I have learned a lot from, on the psalm today, Psalm 23. And he speaks about a verse in the psalm that, frankly, has always confused me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I've never understood that. God prepares a table for me. God invites me to share in a feast in the presence of my enemies sitting there watching me. What am I supposed to do with these enemies who are sitting there watching me as I sit down with the table that God has prepared for me? Am I supposed to ignore them? Just pretend they're not there? Am I supposed to look at them and say, nah, 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 I got the table, you didn't, you have to watch me, right? I mean, that doesn't seem right. What am I supposed to do with these enemies who are there? I've never understood that. And I heard Chris Green this, suggest this week, perhaps it's because God hopes that we will find ourselves able to make room at the table for our enemies. Just as God has made room at the table for us, even when we were God's enemies. But if our place at the table is solely the gift of a gracious and merciful God, then surely we too can learn to be gracious and merciful and make room for others too, even for our enemies. And if that's too difficult, we can start just with the people who are different. For everyone who has come to know and love God has heard the voice of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, calling to them in a way that they can recognize, calling to them in their own language, in their own context, fully respecting their experience and their unique personhood, just as we have heard the voice of the Shepherd calling to us and calling us to come together as one flock and one people in our individuality, in our difference, in our uniqueness, and yet reconciled together in love. Thanks for listening to our sermon podcast. You're welcome to join us for Sunday worship online or if you're in Northern Virginia in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. For more information about us, please visit our website at epiphanylutheran.org.